blow in her face and she'll follow you anywhere. You are destroying the Constitution of the United States. May God have mercy on your souls. Good day. Yes. We could be saved if we just elected the right white man to power. That's creepy, but that's in a different category of creepy. Zitzu, zitzu, zitzu. Gary Geigers. Of course he introduced zoning laws. Okay. You know what? Don't. Yeah. The less I have to do with that game, the better. Here's my favorite part of the defense. Clodius was probably fucking his sister. Jughead, not Jarhead. I have nothing against Marines. I'm going to make okay. that very clear. I'd be really interested to find out what fucking truth that woman was trying to get at. And like with most episodes, I can bring it back to wrestling. Oh. Right, well, he's got other people who work for him who also do things, and, and they can okay. mutate okay. Uh, okay. human size into smaller worlds, after all. Fuck you. I still don't give a shit about getting fake property in a fantasy game. This is a Geek History of Time. Where we connect nerdery to the real world. My name is Ed Blaylock. I'm a a world history teacher here in Northern California, uh, currently engaged in distance learning. Uh, And earlier today, I had the wonderful fun of, for the first time, having a student uh, try to join my class under the pseudonym Ben Dover. I don't get it. Is that not his name? Yeah. Uh, no, he's not on my roster. I, I don't know. Weird. Send him um, to counseling. Yeah. So I'd be like, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, Mr. Dover, you're going to have to go speak with the principal because we don't have yeah. you on my roll. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. So uh, we, we did we did wind up having a, an issue come up uh, where a number of kids got kicked off of everybody's roster uh, because they, they don't have their current uh, TDAP records. Uh, turned in. Oh, um, which like, here's the deal. I, I fully believe that, you know, if a kid isn't up to date on their immunizations, then they shouldn't be going to school with that being said though, right now, of course, this is Northern California and I'm in a County on the watch list, which means they're not actually going anywhere to mm-hmm. go to school. Mm-hmm. So like, and it kind of seems, I mean, like, like I understand we need to make sure they, they get those records updated, but like, do I need to actually have the conversation with them that I can't let you into my class right now because we don't, because your parents need to talk to the office. Like I actually had to say that to students today because, because the office told me I had to say that to students today. And it, it was, it was one of the most surreal experiences I've had in 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 this air slow motion catastrophe is like well okay your immunization records aren't up to date so you can't come to school but you're not actually coming to school yeah it feels like all the anti-vaxxers would actually be able to attend class you you, kind of think right but you know so yeah it was it was it was <laughs> truly like it it felt like 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 uh, waiting for a good dough. I mean it, it it felt like and I can't remember the author's name right now, but it it really it really felt like that kind of play. Oh, that was Beckett. Like, no, no, I'm sorry. It's a comedy of the absurd. You oh know, wow! Beckett, yeah, that was you. Beckett. Yeah, yeah. It literally felt like something out of Beckett. Like no, no, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't let you into my uh you know plague classroom because you're not immunized. Like, hold on. Yeah. 
yeah. So so that was that was the bass awkwardness of, of part of my day today. Uh, who are you? I'm Damien Harmony. I'm a distance Latin teacher. Um, I haven't had to kick anybody out of my Zoom rooms for not being uh, vaccinated, but I do know that um, every couple years I have to get a tuberculosis test. Um, and because I taught kids who were from refugee camps in the early part of my career, I ended up testing positive tuber- for tuberculosis because I developed antibodies. I never had TB, but I was around kids who had it or who had themselves been exposed to it. The result is I can't do the little sticky in the arm test. Okay. I have to get a chest x-ray. So every couple of years I have to get a chest x-ray showing right. that I don't have TB. So I went to them and I said, I got a chest x-ray. This was a few years back. And uh, when I did, I, I said, okay, can you send it over to my employer? No problem. Boom, boom, boom. So got the x-rays. The employer says, oh, we, we need to have the actual x-rays. I said, okay, I can have them email it to you. Well, an email won't count. I said, okay, well, what do you need? They said, well, if you could fax it to us. I said, you do realize a fax is a paper version of an email, right? And they said, well, if you emailed it to us, it would have to have the letterhead or like the the, the, the masthead of the, the website of the hospital on it as well. I said, okay, well, if I faxed it, it wouldn't have that. And they said, oh, yeah, but that's fine. A fax works. I said, oh, um, so, <sighs> yeah. And it was this weird, like, I'm not even going to say it was it was Beckett-like or even uh, Ionesco-like. I'm going to say it was Kafka-esque. It was, it, there was no way I could get out of this Gordian knot that was also a Mobius strip, like, it, and it was, and then yeah, here's and, the thing. I'm, I'm okay. Interrupt because the 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 punchline is coming. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna argue. I don't think it's Kafka. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's Heller. What what you're describing is a uh-huh. literal catch. Twenty two. Could be. Could be. It just it. it here's all. here's why That's I'm all. gonna say that it's actually Kafka esque, yeah. because at the end of it all. Uh, I got them what they needed. And they said, okay, you're still not cleared to work with kids. I said, why not? They said, because you need to fill out this survey. And the survey was two boxes. Yes and no. Do you have tuberculosis? No. And then I handed it to them. They said, great. I said, did you actually need any of the other stuff then? And they said, oh, no, this would have done just fine. You can just do No, I said, uh, what do we need to do next time? And they say, oh, you just fill out the survey next time and it's fine. You know that I could have lied on that. And I, I wouldn't have to go get the damn x-ray and take a day off. Work. So, so here's the thing. I have two wonderful children. If they grow up and they say, they come home, dad, I'm queer. Cool. You met someone? They come home, they say, Dad, I'm voting for whatever party exists at the time. Okay, that's fine, I guess. You know, maybe we'll have some ideological differences, but hopefully they'll have gone way further left than I did. They come home and they say, Dad, I'm going to major in business. I'll respect their lifestyle choice, but I won't endorse it. They come home and they say, Dad... I've gone to work for your district and I'm going to be the one instituting these these kinds of policies. They will not be allowed in my house ever again. 
<laughs> because I raised them better than that. <laughs> I raised you to be better people. God damn it! Yeah. So, yeah, no, I understand. No, I understand. Yeah. So, all right. Last time we talked about a couple of really good episodes of Deep Space Nine that are eerily prescient. Um, this time, yes, we're going to do a watch along. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you as well as everyone else. Okay. To queue up. Okay. On Amazon prime. If okay. you've got it, cause I don't think Netflix does it anymore. Or if you have Hulu without the commercials, this will work too. You're going to queue up episode or season three, episode 11. Um, it's called past tense part one. Yep. Go ahead and queue it up. It, I have it queued up already. I'm right there. So, and while people are queuing it up, honestly, you all can just hit pause while you do it. It's, it's, you know, you don't have to do this live. Um, Beauty of podcast. This uh, is asynchronous. This is asynchronous <laughs> learning time right now. God damn it! You can do this at your own pace. That's right. And now you, sir, you, you specifically, Ed. Yes. Though, yes. You need to make sure you skip the yeah, uh, yeah. ad. And you need to make sure you scrub yeah, that little already, ball already. all the way back and hit pause. This is what we call targeted instruction. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so so we have our camera turned off, so I can't show you five fingers for I'm totally on board, three <laughs> fingers for I'm mostly there, and one finger for like I'm completely lost. Right. Um, can't can't do that one. But yeah. I, I can tell you that I, I have done all of that. Good. I am at zero, 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 ready to hit play when you say. Good. I actually, um, I had the kids today, you know, I was like, hey, I'm teaching them how to use the Zoom. And I said, hey, uh, go ahead and click on the React. Give me a thumbs up if you've done this. And then they, you know, they do that. And like all these thumbs just fill the screen. And I'm like, I haven't seen this many thumbs up since I was at the doctor's. And <laughs> some of the kids are like wide eyed, like, what the fuck? I'm like, I, I just have really good health. And the doctors are all very proud of me and moved on. <laughs> Because it also works that way. See, see, you teach high school, so you can get away with a joke like that. Yeah, I can be the middle schooler. I, I, <laughs> I envy you. Yeah, no teaching. No seventh, seventh, and eighth graders. No, I, I, there'd be a parent. There'd a hundred percent be a parent complaint. Oh yeah. So. All right. So everybody's I, queued my up. My envy for you, birds. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. I'm gonna say three, two, one. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna say go. Okay. After I say go, you click play. All right? So we'll just All practice right. real quick. Here's the cadence of it. Don't everybody do it yet. Three, two, one, go. And then you'd click it. All right? Okay. Here we go. All right. Now, make sure okay. that your closed captioning is on, Ed, because we're not going to do it, it with is. sound because then we'll get busted for copyright. Um, everyone else, watch Got it with it. sound. Okay. Just have us in one ear. All right. Yeah. We ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Go. All right. right. Cold open. The usual, yeah, mm -hmm. cold open establishing shot yep. of the Defiant. Here we go. Yes. And they are flying to Earth. Yeah. And somebody oh, has a sister in, sister in Portland. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And for some reason, they managed to fit the entire ops crew on the bridge. I don't get how or why. I don't get why Jadzia would be the as the science officer. She, sir, she would be at the helm. I don't get why O'Brien would be. 
I guess he's an engineer, so that would make sense. So I yeah, yeah, and Bashir, I could understand, but again, doesn't the station need all of these senior officers? So here's Cisco before he shaved yeah. his head and before he got his beard. Yeah. 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 And then um, trying to look at who else. Oh, and why would why would anybody from Bajoran liaison offices be on this ship going to Earth? Earth. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah. Oh, and here's here's Quark, Quark making an appearance because yeah. we gotta we gotta see everybody. Right. You're on an emergency channel. Yeah, and he 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 is th- uh, basically he's he's doing what he can to talk about the Grand Nagus. And again, why would Odo be there too? Yeah. Well, yeah. I I it is it is a writing choice. I don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, yeah, slight misunderstanding. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. so nepotism amongst the Ferengi. Big shock. Yeah. And here's where Cisco actually quote, quotes back uh, the rules of acquisition to Quark. Uh, to Quark. I have I have been reading up, and and he has suitably in, impressed Quark. Yeah. But also remind him it's two hundred seventeenth rule of acquisition. Can't free a fish from water. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'll be sure the Nagus gets the message. So here we are. And I love how yeah. since yeah. this is a smaller ship, it's got a tiny transporter. Which again, yeah. O'Brien, it by is, the way, is, is stuck touch. using the the transporter. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. That's strange. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing serious, you say. Power fluctuation. Annular confinement beam. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so now we've got the tech talk, tech talk, tech talk that gets us to the actual. They're just gone. What happened? Yeah. And oh hey, so okay, all right. I I I I I just kind of want to say that you know based on the conversations I've had about you know transporters actually being suicide machines. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like O'Brien ought to be a little more horrified of the fact that, you know, three of his friends uh, have have just been disintegrated and not shown up where they were supposed to be. Like, yeah, it it seemed it seemed an, an awful lot like, you know, uh, oh, oh, did you well, notice there's really Logan weird. sleeping on the streets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're asking for ID. Identification UHC card. Oh, first mention of dims. With shotguns. Yeah, the cops. Cops so have shotguns. about this. Yeah. 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 Well, they're, they're, same as it was yesterday, 2024. You know, there's, there's something, I, I don't know. How oh, I was wondering it, how they, really? di- how they divided them. Notice that Dax is actually physically not too far from them but she ended up you know on the subway inside in, yeah. yeah inside the subway station yeah. now yeah. i'm not skipping the intro so we're just going to let that play okay through. i okay and and while while we're playing that mm-hmm. um you know there's something about 90s science fiction shows and and ds9 was a was one with with pretty high uh high level production values but yep. there's there's something about the I don't know if it's 
lighting or, or the medium of on, on which stuff was recorded. Uh, but there's, there's th- that scene, uh, in broad daylight with, you know, everybody in, in, in the uniforms, in their outfits reminded me very strongly of like the kind of aesthetic that you got on shows like monsters and tales from the dark side, mm-hmm. which I don't know how familiar you are with either one of those, I'm but not. Some, something, okay. Some, something about the jumpsuits the cops were wearing and, and there's, there's a certain, I don't, I don't quite want to say cheapness, but a certain, I don't know, no, very, very feels very, feels very studio. Yeah. Well, it is. It's a back thing. lot. I mean, you saw yeah. the the background yeah. there, and it was you know, a, a quick, yeah. easy shop front, and and you have just a nice tight shot on everything, so you don't really see what's going on. Yeah. So, by the yeah. way, the guy that played uh, the guy that the that called them Dims, he's uh, his name is Dick Miller. Yeah. He has been in okay. everything. He was in the Terminator. He was the pawn shop clerk. Um, he, oh. yeah, like he has been in everything. Um, he did voice work. Okay. He's he's kind of one of those everyman. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on on TV tropes, the the name of that trope is "Hey, it's that guy." Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right, here we are back. All right, so here, okay, Jezia. Now she's in okay. the subway, and she's wearing her communicator, which and means that she's got a little bit of gold on her. Uh, good point. Mm-hmm. Get jacked or something, you know, robbed. And he's asking her. Now notice, white woman uh, not being asked by the mm-hmm. uh, authorities, asked by a private citizen. Right, and he's doing everything yeah. to be nice, as opposed to yeah. oh, you guys must be dims. Yeah, shouldn't be walking around with that ID. Better order some replacements. Mm-hmm. Come on up to my office with me. Yeah. I also like that '90s thought that in 30 years that st- uh, style would still. Uh, wouldn't have neckties anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that, that the, that the male uniform since, you know, mm-hmm. practically, well, since the easily Victorian era, mm-hmm. uh, since, since Dickensian times that, well, he, you know, he kind of has a tie, but it's, it's not, a tie, but it's not a long it's, tie it's a anymore. Weird, so, yeah. Uh, now this is an exterior I, shot I, that was probably shot in LA. Yeah. But yeah. Could be could be just about the ex- the exterior of just about any you know high rise office building. Mm-hmm. Now here here we're back with Cisco or no, not Cisco um O'Brien uh, uh, and O'Brien. Uh, Kira trying to figure out what happened. And so we're just going to see that they're trying to solve the problem, and it's going to be a little bit. This honestly, it's it's this is the service to the fact that they're in the future and that they're trying to fix the problem. Um. But yeah, it's well, not yeah. the real plot. Narratively, that's that's yeah. No, it's it's not. It's it's the it's the explanation of you know. Uh, meanwhile, in order to try to find a way to get them back, mm-hmm. because oh, chroniton particles. Chroniton, chroniton particles. Time. Oh, Jesus. by the clock. Sometimes they come lodged in the ship. Good God, are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, you know, here's the deal. When when the series was on. Oh, there was a, a certain minute. amount of, of like, 
There was a surge in temporal energy. There was a energy. surge in temporal energy. And that's the science explanation. The, the transporter. Yeah, tell me it's a clue. Oh, it's a clue, all right. I just don't know what it means yet. Hmm. Yeah, so, you know, back when, when the series was ongoing, mm-hmm. it was it was kind of a, a loving joke of, you know, look at all this techno babble, you know, nonsense. Oh, sure. After, you know, after after 25 years after it was on, that was actually a little bit hard for me to read. I, I have yeah. to be honest. Yeah. You know, it flows a lot better when O'Brien's saying it, though. But now what you see here is interesting because you you actually see a multi-story building with lots of people stuffed into it. And then um, essentially like the Berlin Wall style um, behind them, uh, not uh, right there behind Bashir, including like a large iron gate that basically keeps everyone in. Yeah. And then what? And then we find a way home. So, see, they are being, I don't want to say roughly handled, but they're being handled and they're being taken in they're, for processing. They're definitely, they're, yeah, they're being manhandled. I, I wouldn't, you know, um, even DS9 was too genteel mm-hmm. to, to show them actually, like, roughed up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, not uh, roughed by, up by the by, authorities. By other, by other. But yeah, they'll, they'll get yeah. roughed up by yeah, other by, homeless by, people. Well, yeah, so. because, you know, it, it, this series was made by Americans, so that's how that's yeah. going to work. Now, you see here, oh. and, and when I went and did comedy in San Francisco before the plague times, like, there were tents everywhere on the street. Um, so this is not that different from the San Francisco that I've come to know. Um, these guys are oh, giving all the exposition God. text, see, by the way. City. Wow. What's that? Okay. Um just the the uh the, just your your description of of what's going on mm-hmm. in the city it's been a while since i've been down oh, there yeah, yeah. so that it's that it's gotten that that bad it's bad is, yeah. i i can't unfortunately i can't say it's shocking but it's it's no. disappointing but they were and, giving all and, the exposition okay. text to what had happened um there uh yeah and so now she's <laughs> It, what I love, too, is like, okay, you just went from that scene where you had everybody crammed into such a small space. His office, number one, very high up, very clean, tons yeah. of space. Yeah. Lots and lots of space. Very Orderly well. lines. Um, and she's using uh, his computer, which uh, they thought that we would still have desktop consoles. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's There's a number of things about that. That oh, yeah, watch okay, hold that thought because to... they're going to talk about the tattoos, and he's it is mm. so broy of him. <laughs> Just like everybody else in the 90s, I had to have it removed. Yeah, everybody doing that tribal the government contracts that they weren't tribes, look of. like all the rest of the drones. Yeah. So, yeah, so she passes off her, her trill marks as um, as tattoos. Body art. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and he, he mentions, you know, as, as a, a white guy urban professional, uh, and he's actually a tech bro, 
that he had a Maori tattoo down his arm. I just, I love that. Yeah. So, so anyway, you were saying. Mm. No, um, you know, the, the failure of, um, science fiction writers, uh, to predict the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, by, by the time this was made, of course, it wasn't a, you know, predicting the internet, but, but not being able to, or overlooking, I I don't want to say not being able to, but, but the fact that, you know, the, the way our interlinked, you know, net connected, uh, present was like completely not thought of right by you say that everybody but actually she just used the internet she was on his terminal okay good point yeah let me let me let me change that a little bit the the ubiquity in our current world of wi-fi sure is kind of more where i was going and the the idea that you know now we have moved you know we you know shit has moved into the cloud we don't have like you know the, the the hard drive on your computer is almost you know turning into a vestigial device you know now mm-hmm. you know all that kind of stuff was you know yeah totally overlooked no i so okay now so now they've been they've been fingerprinted mm-hmm. oh and the fact that they're they don't have an interface account well, that's and an interesting wrinkle and you're both dressed like clowns. You figure it out. So this oh, is kind boy. of this is where you know, th- this is social services, but it's been uh, it's been defunded, quite honestly. Yeah. Well, it's well, yeah. Well, it's been defunded, and the guys that are handling it are you know have I mean it's a fabric badge, but it's still a badge and shotguns, like. This this is literally the the opposite of defunding the police. Yeah, I I do find it remarkable that they're making that there there was clearly a point made uh, to select extras who were people of color. Yep. For oh, that was very purposeful too. in the sanctuary. Yeah. Oh, I'm I know. I'm, I'm what I'm saying is you know the the point that's being made there was you know, quite a point to be made for the nineties. Like it's quite a thing. All right. So we have techno babble, techno babble redirected where, not where, when that's, right. that's such a star Trek techno babble. Line. Oh yeah. They arrived in San Francisco just like they were supposed to, but not when they were supposed to. Right. And now you got to figure out, and this that's what, this is uh, basically uh, the B, the B uh, story or a C storyline. Cause the B storyline would be Jadzia. This is the C storyline. Yeah. Of, of trying to figure this out. So. Yeah. So, yeah, Cisco <laughs> is sitting amongst a bunch of people who clearly are in need of uh, medical care, mental health services. Yeah. Um, and Bashir is actually trying yeah. to uh, actually get things moving along. <laughs> That's three words. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, in his very Bashir way. Yep. What I what I find oh, in a character you're see a in a, reveal a here in just level. a second. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. 
This is actually we're recording this. Goddamn, about a week yeah. late. Um, a week and oh. four years late. Yeah. A week well, late and four a years week early. Late and four years early. Yeah. 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 So. So. Yeah. Um, by the way, cute that they thought we'd get to the Celsius system by now. <laughs> well, if, I mean, yeah, I mean, come on. By 2024, we, we have to have woken up from our, you know, English system, uh, imperial system nightmare, right? Yes, yes. I mean, for God's sakes, the British Empire doesn't even use the imperial system anymore. Right. But we do. Oh, and and we have, you know, one of them having paid attention in history class and the other one not. Which gives us exposition. Those moments in, in shows. Yeah, which gives us exposition. That's that's one of those moments I always enjoy as a history teacher is mm-hmm. when, when one of the characters remembers what they studied. And the other one's like, wait, what? Yeah. You moron. Were you not paying attention in high school? Of course you weren't. And now he's and telling course, exactly what's going to happen. Um, mm-hmm. Where you have essentially the Sanctuary Riots, the Gabriel Bell Riots. Yeah. Starfleet okay I, I love how Starfleet has a temporal displacement policy yes like like what what kind of freakish super science organization do you have to be part of where you could talk about the temporal displacement policy with a straight face yeah well and an ethics I mean, organization too yeah yeah you know now, now what's what's really remarkable, of course, is that they are in the middle of a temporal displacement. So me saying that, I'm not giving them quite enough credit because yeah. clearly, you know that 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 means that something like this has clearly happened before. Right. So. Yeah. Well, we've seen know. several temporal episodes by this point, anyway. So. This is true. That's a good point. Uh. Okay, I I just want to want to take a second mm-hmm. uh, to to give uh, really great credit to Avery Brooks. Here. Oh yeah, because uh, I mean he he's an amazing actor anyway. But in in moments like this, um, is is when you remember uh, that he played Hawk in uh, Spencer <laughs> for Hire. Spencer, and and he has and he, and he has and he has that that really the, the timber of his voice and and the yeah. way that he gets you know, very serious that way. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a level of, there's a level of gravitas he has, uh, in moments like this. That's, that's oh yeah, amazing. Now I, I love this room. So he's, they're working with a social worker. She's got a screen, not even a flat screen, very small screen on the wall. But, um, she uh like look at how well they've dressed up her office paper paper everywhere stains on the wall yeah mhm so and then she's she's even saying like so again we're getting a ton of exposition cuz this is part one of a par- a two parter um yeah 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 you know but she's she's basically you know do you have anything uh lined up and she's explaining the way the system has broken down and she's explaining it from the inside. Yeah. I'd also point out she's African-American. She's an African-American woman yeah. social worker. Yeah. So. But here's the interesting thing. Uh, they are restricted for their own safety. 
by law. <laughs> yeah. And then and, we supposed to and here comes the paradox. Where, somewhere to live, we're stuck in here. Yeah. Right. Catch 22. Yeah. How long does that usually take? Yeah. I'm no sure I can give you clear an answer. answer. Yeah. And you basically, yeah. What with the economy and all. Yeah, and 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 yep. What I what I find remarkable about about the actors here mm-hmm. is you can see the the differences in in their having internalized their own characters. Yes. In in the way the two of them are responding to this, Cisco is like, yeah, of course, right, duh. Mm-hmm. And and Bashir, meanwhile, is like utterly baffled by all of this, because even even in the classless society of the Federation, he's he's he's, upper crust. he's been yeah, he's he's an upper class twit. Let's I, I, I say it lovingly, but he really is the upper the upper class. You know, oh, the first twit. three seasons, he was very much that that was that yeah. was a thing that you know, he really like pushed hard uh in it all so yeah and then yeah. we get to the b and, story and, and of, so yeah yeah so dax is in and, the upper crusts and yeah. he she's and, getting all the help she needs she's got a place to stay she's got money she's got all kinds of things um he's not actually making any passes at her that's one of the things i like about this is he's just a nice guy but um but meanwhile, those guys just got told, you could stay anywhere you like, which is code for we don't know, we don't care. Yeah. And for people who are wondering, we're at the 22-minute, 25-second mark now. Yeah. So We're roughly halfway through the episode. Okay. Yeah, this is a very sympathetic uh, portrayal of the tech bro, mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Yeah. I, I wonder, you know, speaking of, you know, everything is the product of the time in which it gets made. I wonder if his character would be as sympathetic if this was made today in the wake of um, uh, the Me Too movement. I don't know. Him being, you know, That's a good high powered, high powered tech bro, her being a helpless woman in that situation. You know, I mean, because I, I, I had forgotten the B plot of this episode and, mm-hmm. and I'm, re- I mean, I'm remembering as we're going along, but like, I'm still expecting at any moment for, for there to be the, well, you know, I, I kind of think you're hot and, you know, I've done all this stuff for right. you. Kinda, he like keeps her from opening the door kind of thing. You know? yeah, yeah. You know, and, and that, and none of that has happened yet, which I think I hate to say it, but I feel like it's almost naive. Mm. Um, you know? Yeah. They could cure that Oof. man now today if they gave a damn. Yeah. It's not that they don't give a damn. They've just given up. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Now, this is, again, written at a time where homelessness was beginning its decline, but nobody knew that it was declining. Yeah. But causing people to suffer because you have forgotten how to care. Right. See, and this this is this is where we see that the upper class twit is actually a, a a deeply decent guy. Yes, you know, he he is an upper class twit with you know all the privilege in the world on his you know as his baggage, but he is truly a soft hearted, compassionate guy, and so yeah. 
Oh, there oh, it here, is. Here we come to that line you were talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, he should be breaking the fourth wall and just asking us that. Um, yeah, he really should. Yeah. By the way, good job, Jonathan Frakes, directing. Like, there's a lot of exposition here. There's a lot of preachiness here. And he's keeping it fairly, um, keeping it fairly uh, organic. Yeah. So, and then you get to the aggressive homeless guy who probably needs mental care as well. Well, certainly he's being played with some particularly wide eyes, which mm-hmm. might be a thing. I, you know, huh, I want to know where did they think in 1995? Where did they think that all of these guys were going to get those hats? Well, they're old hats. Like, in so, 90, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I understand that, but you know, talking like like we talked about Bryn you know, not wearing a necktie. Right. Like, where, as, as a costuming choice, who who made the decision that, oh, yeah, no, we're going we're gonna to dress these guys like hobos from, from the 20s or the 30s? Like... Yeah, that's a good point. Where, I, I think, where did those... Again, your, your complaint I mean, earlier it's, about it's a, the it's cheapness. Visual code. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, it's, it is it's kind of a hobo code, code kind of thing, isn't you know, it? You know... So I mean I mean that's that's an explanation, but it but it feels like lazy costuming to me. Yeah. Through the polarized chroniton particles, technobabble, technobabble, technobabble. Where in time Cisco and the others are. I've narrowed it down to a dozen different possibilities. Now what's great about that is that you can have little technobabble, technobabble. little technical glitches that get them to different costuming surpluses, essentially. <laughs> like, yeah. You yeah. know. You're going to go to San Francisco. What I would have loved is if they showed up in San Francisco during Times Arrow and like you just see Data walking behind them real quick. So (laughs) would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been been remarkable stunt. By the way, homeless guy playing with a toy there. Kind of a nice, nice touch. A lot of cardboard everywhere. Um, They did it. They did a good job of dressing up, uh, which, again, they would have seen. It's not like you didn't you that you had to go far, you know. Yeah. If we ever get home, I promise never to complain. Yeah. <laughs> but stations Cardassian beds ever again. I also love yeah. that Cisco is able to laugh about things. Like he just he shows so much um range of emotional capability. Um also, this also is, speaks to the warmth of their outfits because San Francisco at night is cold as fuck. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, of course, this is being filmed in L.A. True. Which also, I mean, depending on which part of L.A. you're in. Can be cool. You know, could also get kind of, can, can yeah. be, if you're down, you know, in, in, the, in the more coastal regions, it can get pretty chilly at night, but, but not. You not see that like everybody's layered up, though. You see that. There's yeah, fire yeah. fire pits yeah, everywhere. Nice, that's a nice touch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and people Karen are squatting. Wright looks a little bit like Sam. Yeah. Yeah. She's got access to the roof. What he got to offer? Hmm. That's what I thought. Yep. So you see tarps in the background. Like there's, there's. Yeah. You know. And this is all very obviously a backlot set. You know, I've seen these same oh, yeah. building fronts when people are in New York. I've seen these same building fronts. It feels like I've seen the same ones in Twilight Zone, which I very well might have because this is Paramount. You probably could have. Yeah. This is Paramount, yeah. At least now we look like we belong here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there's something to be said for social camouflage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just throwing that out there. Oh, man. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. What? They're they're introducing a youngster who's in in you know dire straits illness, and you know my kid is a toddler. I might not be emotionally prepared for what's going to happen to this kid. Oh, he's That's all I'm saying. He's he's uh, it's really the the focus here is on Bill Smitrovich. Um. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who was the dad in Life Goes On, by the way. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. I was trying to trying to place where I'd seen him before. Yeah. So Bashir can't yeah, help so, being a doctor so, and doing good doctory stuff. Yeah, so well, you know, but here's the thing. So is he a Starfleet member first or is he a doctor first? Because okay, we can't interfere in the timeline, but as a doctor, he's taken the Hippocratic Oath. Right. Well, you know, so, and Cisco gives him some um, leeway. leeway. Oh, so this is the guy that got beat up the night before, by the way. Uh, okay. Yeah. But Cisco gives him some leeway because Cisco, uh, he kind of danced the line quite a bit. Anytime they had an episode where they went to the alternate universe, which, by the way, they had like four or five of them, um, he had no problem oh, yeah. interfering. So. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Um Cisco, I'm I'm going to solidly put Cisco in the category of neutral good. Yes. Here. Yeah. Um, because he he, I don't I I mean it's later it's later in the series it's it's you know after I, I won't, yeah but he he winds up I mean we know spoiler alert for those of you unfamiliar with the series after you know 25 years. Uh, there's, there's, I remember one of the most pointed moments in the whole series is him recording a very long captain's Ooh, log entry. Hang on, hang on. And then he's okay. talking about unionizing. Oh yeah. Just organizing. Yeah. I thought you wanted to get out of here. Only way. Oh, there we go. So of course, you know, he's going to die because he's talking about organizing. Like you can't, you can't let yeah. a leftist live. And have it be a yeah. tragedy. Yeah. So, or or he ends up being the one who who gives them the plan to set everything up. Like it's one of the two. Yeah. 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 So. So anyway, extra long log but, entry. Oh yeah, no, he winds up. It, it's it's after a whole bunch of um, you know skullduggery and, and chicanery has been committed, uh, you know, for the greater good of of the Federation and you know civilization. Oh, and he winds yeah. up 
erasing the whole entry because everything he just admitted to is like eight kinds of illegal. Yes. And and massively and 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 on top of that, massively oh. unethical. They had to but, cancel yeah. their. <laughs> Neo Trotsky. We're gonna put a stop. <laughs> no more luck than the Gaulists. <laughs> the Gaulists. Europe is falling. Yeah. At least we don't have to worry <laughs> about that kind of thing. Oh, so so. Uh, and and optimistic. And, okay. And and seeing these people all dressed up, yes, I have to say, um, the the you know I was complaining about lazy costuming before, but I think I see something at work here. Mm-hmm. There's a very Art Deco, yeah, uh, aspect to all of their, you know, all the all the upper crust stuff uh, that they're wearing, and, and and the feathers in her hair. By the way, that's that's a gorgeous hairstyle she's got on. I just mm-hmm. I like I cannot get over that um um and and the the materials and the Ooh. cut like the collar on her jacket yeah is is like as as a dickens fair fan uh-huh. uh that is that, that like like there is a very distinct kind of historical era involved sure in sure. in this and and so i think i see where those old hats are coming from is okay. it's the it's the everything old is new again mm-hmm. uh, kind of retro idea okay in, in action here that that we're we're looking they're 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 queuing us up to understand oh, that, you know mention of the net by the way Gibson. oh right 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 um her hair is reminiscent of a gibson girl okay um now and, while you're talking about costuming so i want to break in for just a second because the okay. rich people there, first off, there was pretty good racial representation in the rich, too. Um, but also, yeah, the things that they were talking about, they, they even said, wait, they still have that? Like, they've completely ignored this 20-square-block area that they don't have to yeah. see because they live so far. Which gets back to what you were talking about yeah. in terms of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, in terms of the Dickensian kind of aspect to it. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yep. Now is where the now, plot thickens. Yeah. Also, you know, Picard, like, danced all over the place for Q and talked to him and argued <laughs> with him. Cisco punched the shit out of yeah. him the first time he met him. Cisco does not give a fuck. He will punch you. Yeah, no. Cisco, um, Cisco, no. He's Cisco like Picard's won't just punch you. Cisco will shank you. Yeah. But he's like Picard's morality plus uh, Kirk's willingness to fight. Yeah, he's well. He's he's Picard's sense of righteousness plus mm-hmm. plus uh, Kirk's willingness yeah. to to mix it up is is what it is. Yeah. Now this gentleman uh, who helped get them into that building before he's about to get stabbed, and it's a problem. Yeah. And notice no medical care. Yep. And his body's just kind of left there, and then the police show up. Yep. Mm. 
pretend this is going to be the, you know, sinking in the gut moment where mm-hmm. you actually get a look at his ID. Right. And I mean, you know, any, anybody who, you know, saw the beginning, the beginning of the episode and saw Cisco's, you know, uh, info dump earlier knows what they're about to realize. Cause yeah. I mean, there's narrative, there's no way the man yeah. who just got killed. That man was Gabriel Bell. Now, this will actually kind of shake up the <laughs> uh, the C storyline. You know, if I'd gotten to the hospital, yeah. Now, what's interesting is that Bell died in the riots anyway, right? So, in some yeah. ways, you kind of have, I'm not going to say lazy writing, but I'm going to say writing that is um, limited in scope and imagination in that the yeah. black guy who preaches nonviolence gets killed. Yeah. So, I love yeah. that they're like, okay, we're going to dress like uh, what we think people might well yeah yeah it's it's like wizards dressing up to try to go amongst the muggles like yeah 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 that's the same kind of thing yes and and i do oh i do do appreciate things are gonna fall apart now not getting a response from starfleet oh Mm -hmm. shit come line with oh Hey, there are no Federation satellites in Earth orbit. Oh, dear. The entire Earth satellite network. It's gone. <laughs> because? Yeah. Space docks, orbital habitats. Yeah. Oh, oh, Utopia Planitia. I, I love how they call it Utopia. It's like, let's just be pointed here. For the vicinity of Alpha Centauri. And it's Romulans because they've expanded. Yeah. Might have somehow (laughs) altered the timeline. And so now it's really important to get things the right way. Okay. Why aren't we affected? But maybe. Oh, for God's sake. Why does everybody have to use the phrase singularity for. I mean, like, come on. Isolated it from the changes in the timeline. Yeah, 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 yeah. One thing's for certain. Right now, the ship is all that's left of Starfleet. That's pretty heavy duty. So nobody, nobody was like shocked or stunned or, or you know, like horrified when when Cisco and and Dax and Bashir had been, you know 
disintegrated with no known destination where they where they were put back together. But now, oh God, we're all fucking horrified because there's no Starfleet. Well, no, like, they figured out that they had been shot back in time, and they were trying to solve that problem. But now it's become that much more urgent. Well, yeah, but but before they figured out they'd been shot back in time, like when we went to the first commercial break, all that they knew was, well, they didn't show up anywhere that we can tell, mm-hmm. you know, and and yeah, anyway, it's it just bugs me. That's yeah. all. Now you see, get everybody at a rally with their families and their kids. Again, you know, you've got people protesting. Yeah. kind of funny because i think after this ep this couple of episodes he ends up uh oh look at that big ass cell phone and where he hangs it up yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah they're they're trying to rally yeah That's the whole point of the sanctuary, to give people in trouble food and a place to stay. Yeah. That's a pointed question. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dax. Thank you for pointing that out. Day after tomorrow. Try to be there and tell everyone else you know. 500 people want to talk to you. You see a big old fire. Oh, no. There's a big old fire. (laughs) Now we see Molotov cocktails being thrown. And they're beating up the cops, and this is when the riots start. Yeah. And, I mean, again, what had happened just two years earlier... You know, I mean, how does this Mm -hmm. not look a little bit like the Reginald Denny attack? It it does yeah. look like the Reginald Denny attack. And then you have, uh, you know, and, and this is the thing that bothers me a bit about pretty much any show in the 90s that does tackle um, social justice stuff is that... Uh, you always like they they handle racism but they handle it in such a way where the black people are, are at once the saviors and the ones who are themselves yeah. also racist and they had to learn about themselves too yeah. like it's really catering to white fragility a lot uh oh well yeah so now you've got the tension between uh, the guy who's prone to violence and everyone else. It's okay. Let's get this guy's name and try to remember from high school history whether this guy died in the riots or not. Right. And if he did, let's push history along a little bit. Yeah. Because I already don't like Kid Rock here. <laughs> oh, shit. That's it. That's who he reminds me of. Oh god! Tell damn. me I'm fucking wrong. No, you're not I, wrong. He's he's like a less racist Kid Rock. 
Oh, and then yeah. you claimed his name. Yeah, well, because somebody has to. Yeah, now that is to be continued. Policy. Yeah. So, um, to be continued, right. which means the next episode will be the final episode of this. So, we yeah. finally developed it. Um, we finally got it off the ground. Um, and usually that's what happens is you end up padding uh, the first episode of a two-parter a bit. And, and then you you make sure that it cliffhangs yeah. on the major drama. And then the whole second episode is the payoff well, yeah. of that. Yeah, so. yeah. The the you you set it up. You you set it up, and then the second second act is is where you where you get to the payoff. Yes. So, so what do you yeah. think so far? Um. Again, um, Cisco is just the boss. Like, there's yeah. no. Of you know, everybody always wants to talk about well, you know, Picard or Kirk or you know who. And and I'm like, well, okay, um, Cisco, <laughs> um, and and I'm I'm a big Picard fanboy. Patrick Stewart is like goals for me. Yeah. Uh, but Cisco, Cisco is is the the he's attainable. Is the <laughs> he? Yeah, yeah. He's he's the one that it's like, okay, no, look, if I was actually put into that kind of leadership position. I would not be able to be as as staunch in in my eternal rectitude as Picard, and I don't want to wind up being the absolute id of of everybody on my crew like Kirk. Right. So so Cisco Cisco is no no. Here's the deal. I I have I have a moral compass that is that is immensely powerful. Mm-hmm. And and I know what is right and I know what is wrong and I also know what needs to get done in order for the right thing to happen. Right. And you know and and again you know solidly neutral good like mm-hmm. you know I I I believe you know he 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 is he is a guy who is obviously part of the system he's a Starfleet you know officer for God's sake yeah. Um, but you know, so he, so he believes in, in the institution, he believes in the system, but he also looks at it and goes, okay, no, look, I'm going to do what's, what's the right thing to do, whether, whether that's the rules or not, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, so he's, he's, yeah. And, and Avery Brooks portraying him just like, there's, there's too much, almost too much charisma going on there. Um, and then, you know, I, I did not like Bashir. Like I actively disliked Bashir Hmm. for at least the first two seasons of the show, just because he was such a twit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God. You know, aren't we, aren't you supposed to be existing in a, in a, in a society where privilege like yours doesn't fucking exist? Like, doesn't doesn't your entire attitude disprove the success of Starfleet? Like, you know, or the Federation, I should say. Like, like, come on. And then to find out that you know he's he's a uh, you know genetically engineered augment. Oh yeah. You know, spoiler alert. Um, you know, it's just like, well, but of course he is. 
because he's just so smart and so pretty. Like, how could he not be? You know? Right. Uh, and and seeing him here, I I think this this is this is one of those steps toward understanding that no no, I I need to give this character a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, his humanity you know, really because, starts to develop because he's not yeah, just a fuck yeah, boy. He, he, yeah, <laughs> that's really what it yeah, is. He, he, he spent stops, the first he, season trying to yeah. be a fuckboy. and the second season he was just a twit. And then you're like, no, he's actually yeah. got depth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I think I think what what you said about the 1990s lens of you know trying to be progressive and the limits of what of of what that meant. Mm-hmm in terms of portrayal of, of characters of color and, and especially, you know, African-American black, you know, characters that, that there were, there were these really limited set of tropes that they were allowed to operate in, um, because majority culture was still not ready for them to have like full, full agency. Right. Full. I don't know if agency is the right word for there for that, but you know they 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 had to fit into you know the the you know uh, kind kind of magical minority stereotype, or they they had to be you know they they couldn't they couldn't be balanced flawed people, right. you know. Yeah. Um. And. And and as much as this is very obviously tr- making a point, I'm not even going to say trying to make a point. It's making a point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's still mired in in that culture. Yeah, I would agree. So, cool. Yeah, I I just I'm, I I think I think that's 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 an observation that's that's well worth kind of kind of hitting again. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in a way how to put this the the subject matter of the episode kind of makes me sad well does make me it's kind of depressing that like i'm looking at this going you know somebody could be writing this about you know five years from about five years from now and i'd still be like yeah okay that's near future sadly i can see Mm -hmm. um and and it's still you know way too way too relevant and that's depressing but at the same time i can look at the way it's written and I can see that we've gotten to a place where our narrative is better in that way, or it, or it can be better. It's not always better, but it can be better than that. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. You know, we, we have, we have, we have started to get to a place where the stories we tell give room for non-white characters to be people mm-hmm. in in a way that they kind of weren't allowed to be in 95. Yeah. I and, think that's, and that's hopeful. Yeah. I, I, you know. I, I think I'm going to push back a little bit on that because um, you go the other way too. Um, in Star Trek universe, like his, his ethnicity is really never touched, which is fine. But at the same time, you're erasing things. And Cisco brings it up when they all start to go into the holodeck and start to do like this heist film kind of episode. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. 
And and his girlfriend at the time, she's like, why not? He says, because we weren't treated like equals back then. This is some bullshit. Like, this is a fantasy. This is not real history. And then, you know, and, and, and then they kind of make amends about it. But, like, he brings it up, his blackness. And also his blackness yeah. is brought up in the uh, the episode where he goes back in time. I think he gets some sort of fever and he dreams that he's a a sci-fi writer which is just it was a phenomenal episode yeah oh um, yeah no i know i know that when you're talking yeah, about everybody does yeah. you know that's, but that's, like yeah oh yeah so that tackles and, his blackness too but like i think if you um end up uh, too far in the future you end up erasing people's cultures um and if you well yeah and yeah. if you stick to the old tropes of their stuff so it, it's it's a hard line to to dance. I, I I do think so, and I think that it, well, yeah. I think DS Nine actually did a pretty good job of it. I think Voyager took steps backwards because they kind of fetishized Chakotay. They completely desexed um, uh, Ensign Harry uh, for a little while, and then they oversexed him. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, they well no yeah. they 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 screwed Harry got screwed over like. Yeah six ways to Sunday. It just like never yeah. promoted of, of all, of all of, the, of all of the, yeah, yeah. Of all of the, of all the butt boys of the, of the, of, of, you know, the writers of Star Trek Harry Yeah. Harry is just, yeah. The poor son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and your, your point is well made. And, and I think, I think Cisco gets the opportunity to do Cisco does get the opportunity over the course of the series to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that he did. I think it was groundbreaking that he did. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of talking in, in broad, I'm not, I'm not so much just talking about DS nine here. I'm talking about in broad terms, talking about the narratives that there were at this time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in, in other shows, in other places, we didn't, we didn't get to see that. We, and we do see that in different places over the course of this series. Yep. But this series was one of the ones that actually started saying, you know what, this is, this is going to be a part of this character's personal history. This is part of this character's family history, and we need to be honest with it, and we need to be true with it. Mm-hmm. And we have Avery Brooks, who I'm just going to continually stand the whole time we're talking about this because he's an amazing actor, oh, and I God, don't yeah. think he gets enough credit for it. Um, and and it's like we we have this guy who like we can give him this stuff to work with, and he will do amazing, compelling shit with it. So mm-hmm. let's do it, and consciously you know, so too. He he absolutely chooses those those choices like if you listen to interviews with him he's he's a little crazy sounding in his interviews but at the same time like he is dialed in on (laughs) i am a black man in charge of something on tv i am a black father i am going to portray the warmth of fatherhood i'm going to portray the responsibility i'm good like he he was very very much dialed into the conscientiousness of his role yeah, well, outside of outside of our our podcast together, I know you've you've talked at length about rewatching the series. Yeah, and and especially the issues of fatherhood uh, with Cisco and Jake um, being being a thing, and I and and for the time in which it it was made, mm-hmm. that was groundbreaking, you know. Um, and I think again, Avery Brooks and and the writers and the, and the production team for this series deserve a lot of credit for kind of breaking ground with that. Yep. 
because every place else but here and in this episode we're kind of seeing it that we, that we have this this you know nodding to white fragility kind of over and over and over again and that was just right. that was the landscape and since then partly because of what the writers did with Cisco and and what later series and later shows have done have been able to do uh, we're now in a place where if if this kind of writing showed up in a show today mainstream tv critics would criticize it for well you know we we have we have these tropes of you know the 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 black savior and the and the you know this that and the other you know these these people are being you know troperized you know it would be a criticism and yeah. so i think the fact that we've gotten to a place where that is something that would be criticized is a reason to be hopeful i could see that yeah like an so, odd an know, odd indicator but yeah yeah but yeah. but you know people people who wouldn't have been aware of it then are aware of it now yep and you know and and it's a thing so yeah yeah um yeah just just great tv all around yeah like I awesome agree. i agree so so we're going to watch the next episode next week um and so yes. uh, you know keep everybody that's the fun thing about binging now too is i don't have to wait weeks between uh, stuff, which the downside <laughs> is that I yeah. I don't grow I with don't the characters. But the upside is, is that true. I can notice patterns a lot quicker. So, oh oh yeah yeah well, yeah for 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 nerdery like what we're doing yeah uh, being able to binge a whole series in you know five days is amazing yeah. Um, you know, a downside to binging is of course, you know, having to get up and go to work the following morning. Uh, <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> it's just one more episode. It's just one more episode. Right. It's one o'clock in the morning. Okay. Well, I'm almost episodes, done with the series. You know. Okay. Yeah. I'm almost done. Yeah. Just like, you know, but you can whatever. start to I'll see, it in you can start to see narrative structures. You can start to see like recurring characters, recurring themes a lot easier when you're binging. But the downside is you're not growing as a person as these characters are growing. And I do think that there's something lost in that. So, hey, uh, any, that. any, what's that? No, I just said I, I can see that. That makes, that yeah. makes sense. I, I, that's a valid argument. Yeah. Any uh, books you want to recommend? Any shows you want to recommend besides Deep Space Nine? Um, I'm, I'm, you know, if we're going to talk about shows with, a, with an overall narrative arc, um, mm -hmm. we've, we did a couple of episodes about it. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to highly recommend folks go back and look at the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Uh, because as much as the episodes of DS9 that we're talking, that we're watching right now mm -hmm. are, uh, sadly relevant to our current, uh, you know, political situation. Sure. Um, the, the issues that come up in several different storylines over the course of um, Battlestar Galactica about, you know, uh, military involvement in law enforcement and, yeah. uh, you know, the role of government versus the military, how powerful should the government be? Um, you know, all, all of those issues, uh, religious fundamentalism. I mean, it's so much stuff that that series touched on. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so brilliantly. And again, talking about a great set of actors, um, 
you know, really getting their teeth into some really good writing. I, I really recommend everybody go back and take a look at BSG uh, also. That's that's really worth doing. I like that. So how about you? Any any reading oh. recommendations? Any other series? Yeah, you're, actually, you're I'm going to say, uh, and you can also find this on Amazon. So when you're done watching this with us, um, there's something that came out in, I want to say, 2018, 2019. I forget which. Um, it's called What We Left Behind. And it's essentially the entire cast of Deep Space Nine gets back together and talks about what they did 20 years ago. Um, and uh, you get the writers. They they even like storyboard out a new episode, like a new season. It's kind of fun. And they have, and it starts with, Garrick singing um and then it goes to all the Ferengi I think the Ferengi sing to end it I mean it's just hilarious but but they don't dress anybody up in makeup or anything like that but they they touch on all kinds of stuff with it it's pretty good it's it's pretty good um okay yeah uh so I would say yeah check that out um and if you no I'm gonna leave it there check that one out that's that's worth checking out so okay yeah all right so uh, where can we find like you that. on the social medias? Okay, on, on the various uh, strands of social media, you can find me on uh, Twitter at E.H. Blaylock. You can also find me on TikTok uh, at E.H. Blaylock. I actually recorded a TikTok earlier today uh, for the second time. Um, and on uh, Instagram, I am at Mr. Blaylock, B-L-A-Y-L-O-C-K. Uh, and of course, uh, if you want to tell us we're wrong about anything or, you know, preferably tell us how right we are about something, uh, you can find us collectively on Twitter at geek history time. And where can they find you, sir? If you're looking for me, you can find me at duh harmony. That's duh harmony on the Twitter and the Instagram two H's in the middle. Um, you can also find me every Tuesday night at uh, twitch.tv forward slash capital puns at 8.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, and I will be slinging puns with the best pun slingers uh, in all of, well, from from here all the way to England so far. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a, a good tub of fun. I, I invite you to dive into it. Um, but again, if you want to yell at me for my, uh, my inability to understand certain things, uh, that came out in the episode, I mispronounced a name or something like that. Yeah. Hit me up at duh harmony on the Twitter. So, uh, for All geek right. history well, of go. time, I am Damien Harmony. And I'm Ed Blaylock. And until next time, make it so.